Hello and welcome to New Philadelphia Ministries Morning Word Podcast, Thursday edition with your co-hosts Kay and Stephanie. Get ready as they break down the gospel and discuss Christian living. Hello, family. It is a privilege and an honor to be back here with you in 2021 during our Daniel Fast, able to share a word that will hopefully give you inspiration, give you some hope, give you some power to continue along this journey. Uh, I am Kay, and with me here is Jamel Dennis. Uh, She wears so many hats, I won't even begin to name them, but she is with us to bring us both the ministerial and the mental health aspect on all the things we have talked about so far. Hello, listeners out there in podcast land. It has been such an honor to be able to sit in with Missionary Kay, a.k.a. my baby sister and my sister in Christ, to be able to encourage you guys um, through these last couple weeks. So I just want to say thank you for the opportunity and thank you for listening and tuning in and continue to tune in um, throughout the remaining of this year because the word is going to be powerful. It's going to be life-changing. It's going to be transforming. So hold on, buckle up your seatbelt, and get on the ride. I love it. I love it. Um, I have breaking news. I have followed through on one of my plans for 2021. I have created Instagram uh, an Instagram account. Yay! I know. It's, the, it's a small first step, but it is the first step. It is Sister Chat Thursdays. I know that's a mouthful, but our name, you know, it had to be unique. So I had to add in all the characters. Yay! (laughs) So right now it's an empty page, but you will see the Morning Word logo. That's how you'll know you found the right account. So look for the Morning Word logo. And again, if you type in anywhere on Instagram in the search bar, Sister Chat Thursdays. Thursdays, all one word, you will find that. And if you click follow, I'll know who you are. I I don't need to know who you are. I'm just glad you're listening. That's the first and foremost reason. But if you want to just reach out anytime so that we better know how to pray for you, or we better know what content, uh, what topics we should cover, or if you just want to give us a little word of encouragement, I love being refreshed. I like to refresh others. It would just be wonderful. Well, Kay, can you spell that sister? So we make sure, you know, there's so many variations of the spelling. So please make sure that you spell that so all of the listeners can subscribe. I would love to. S-I-S-T-E-R, chat, C-H-A-T, and then Thursdays, which is plural. So T-H-U-R-S-D-A-Y-S. All of that. Sister Chat Thursdays. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Now, that was just the name that popped into my head. So if it should change, I'll keep you guys posted. I am trying. You know, the creativity on the social media, that's one of the gifts I'm praying for. And I know there's young women out there who are like, hey, come on. So don't judge. Come and help your girl. All right. All right. The challenge has been put out there. Yes, all those graphic artist spirit um, gifts. Come on over. I need you. (laughs) Amen. And while I'm shouting out, can I just give the Young Women's Ministry a quick shout out? Last night was the second Tuesday of the month. That is when we meet virtually on Zoom. And we dedicated last night to intercessory prayer. And what a joyous time it was. Uh, I came not feeling 100%, but by the time... Uh, We got off that call. I kid you not, um, you know, I felt like I had the whole armor on. My shoes were strapped up, tied up tight. I was ready to go to war. So big ups to Katera, Jakara, Amanda, Clarissa, the new Miss Myrtle. Thank you guys so much for uh, helping me lift the word and cover the ministry and all those who are lost and hurting. I thank you guys um, for that selfless act. 
and you too can join us. So, hey, uh, if you go to Instagram and click on that Sister Chat Thursdays, I would love to post the Zoom information accounts for both our young women and our adult ministries. Yes. And on the third Tuesday, Sister Missionary Stephanie Williams hosts the Women um, um, Ministry and at 7 o'clock um, via WebEx. So that is also another powerful ministry as well that goes hand in hand um, with the young adult um, as well as the women. You know, we're doing that whole mentoring. Yes. So without further ado, there is a word for tonight for the people. All right. Let's just dive right in. Boom. I love it. We are called to battle. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, you know, I'm, I'm, I embrace my role as the one to bring the light and fun. But um, tonight, mm-hmm. what the enemy has tried to do with this fast, it has taken me on a roller coaster. All right. And uh, we're only a few days in. I don't keep count of the days because that has been my strategy to keep myself going. But I know we're just a few days in, but it's already been as if a season has passed. Day nine, guys. <laughs> Thank you. See, I know some of us have to click the calendar. If that's your means of keeping with it, then click the calendar. But mine is to turn a blind eye. <laughs> so... In this roller coaster, I I have already come to the realization that the whole purpose of this fast is to humble us. I have been looking at the scriptures and I've been um, looking at instances of those that are in the word and how they have approached fast and I tell you, it's just been quite illuminating to see that my thoughts, and, and it wasn't even something that I would say I just came to the realization of, but you know, it's something when a word moves from your head to your heart. Yes. It, it really is a powerful thing. And um, for a while now, I think I always thought of this time of fasting as a way to get God's attention, you know, to, to, to not to, um, I don't want to use the word manipulate, but in essence, you could sometimes boil it down to that. When we think that we're doing something to make him do something, if we're being real with ourselves and we're holding up a mm-hmm. clear and perfect mirror, that is manip- manipulation. Yes, it is. Which is a witchcraft. Yes. And that is not where we want to be. That is not what we want our worship to be likened to. So our purpose, our reason for fasting cannot be to get what we want, but our purpose, our goal, our sole aim is to be removed out of this physical, flesh-filled yuck and into a higher realm of thinking, the spirit realm, where things are first and foremost originated before they even manifest in this physical, fleshy yuck. And so as I'm wrapping my mind around that, that, that concept that, you know, I'm the one that needs to move and not God <laughs> during this fast, uh, he took me to this uh, one young woman, Anna, and I think you mentioned her in your um Maybe we were just chatting about her. Yes, the eighty-four-year-old yes. widow. Exactly. Yes. I, I looked her up while I was just, you know, encouraging myself about fasting. Luke. Yes, mm-hmm. and about how God used her when she was praying and fasting in the temple every day, all those eighty-some odd years. Would you not know that at the exact moment Jesus' parents came to dedicate him? The Holy Spirit dropped in her spirit. Hey, go to the temple. Hey, go talk to these young parents with this baby. You're about to meet the Messiah. Wow. Do you know that was a part of her gift? I think her reward for being so steadfast and dedicated in prayer that she could put her eyes on On the the Messiah. Yes. And then tell other people about what his purpose was to be in the in in the world. And so I I just It got me all excited just thinking about how fasting for a purpose is not just fasting in times of crisis. It's not just fasting uh, when I need something, but 
when I'm fasting for a purpose, it's like at a moment, God can direct me to do something that will change the trajectory, that will change the path of not just my life, but people around me, yes. the, 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 the people that don't even know me. Yes. Like this, what we're doing right now is purposeful. Yes. It's not to get what we want. It's not to get a new job per se. It's not to, to you know, mm-hmm. check any box that we need to to make us feel more holy or to, to, to make 2020 go away. It's yes. for a purpose that is yes. bigger and 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 more unimaginable than what we can what dream we ever or think. even imagine ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and the rate I'm going tonight, I need to stop and pray. We can both pray <laughs> because I want to <laughs> just get into the scriptures. <laughs> I'm excited. You guys, if you could just see her, she is really, really ready to do battle by letting you guys in on four secrets, you know what I mean, um, that she has discovered um, in the scriptures by Jesus' temptation. So let's go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, mm, and we don't say that lightly. Thank you. Heavenly Father represents the relationship that we have with you. We can come before you, your throne, boldly, because we have this relationship, this personal relationship with you, our Abba, Father, Heavenly Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, the name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus, the son that you sacrifice so that we may have eternal life at that name, every knee shall bow yes, and every tongue shall confess that you are. Lord, and that is the God that we humble ourselves before tonight to bring you a word that has been rhema-ly given to Kay to share with all of you guys out there in our podcast land. Lord, give them ears to hear. Yes. Give them a heart to receive. Remove every distraction right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I can feel there is a word that they need to hear tonight that's going to break yokes break chains tear down strongholds and release release lord what we bound in heaven on earth yes shall be bound in heaven lord jesus and we thank you tonight for every word that will be spoken because it will not return back void it will accomplish everything that you set it out to do in jesus name we pray in jesus mighty name Amen. Amen. So I want to stay in the pocket tonight. Just like that's one of the few things I picked up from watching football with my dad. I knew that the pocket was the proper place for the the quarterback to stay. He needed to stay right in between the lines where his little guards could make sure he was protected. So I'm going to stay in the pocket. I'm not going to veer to the left or the right because what I want to share tonight, the believers arsenal. Mm. Say it again. The believer's arsenal. So from Matthew chapter 4. We are going to look at the collection of weapons Mm. that we have at our disposal that we should store for our personal use. An arsenal is an array. So these aren't the only weapons we have, but these are the ones that we're gonna focus on of resources that are available for a certain purpose. And that purpose is to push back the kingdom of darkness and to advance the kingdom of light. Amen. I'm going to ask this question before I read the scripture. Do you know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal? Mm, One of my favorite scriptures. Come on. Do you know that we war not after the flesh Flesh and blood, but that our weapons are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds? So what can our weapons do that are so mighty? They can cast down imaginations. They can humble or humiliate high things that att- 
attempt to exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. And what do you think those high things might be? Our pride, mm. our own ego, mm. rebellious spirits. Mm. Mm-hmm. They bring thoughts into captivity and make them obey the word. Mm. In other words, what we need to know tonight is we don't have to fight the way the world fights. We don't have to become domestic terrorists that pilfer our nation's capital. We don't have to act out of our character. We don't have to make mockery, use slander, belittle anyone. We have God-sized tools at our disposal that are designed to demolish and thwart Philosophies that are based on half truths, things that are designed to keep people poor or ignorant, mm. things that are trying to set themselves as barriers to stop God's truth. Any of those things, any of that junk, any of that rubbish that tries to build itself up, we have weapons that can tear all of it down mm. so that our lands and our lives are clear and free of debris that we might erect lives of obedience and maturity in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. That obedience and maturity is the key word are the key words. Yes. Because that's that's ultimately what we're we're mm. our command is to grow into the image of Christ. Yes. And, and he was obedient even until the death of the cross. That is it's the better to obey stature. than to sacrifice. Amen. So if we are on, on the in agreement that Jesus Christ, his perfection, that is our standard. That is where we're going. Then we know we still have a long way to go and we have to fight. Yes. We have to engage and use our weapons of warfare to obtain the prize. Knowing that we're in a battle, I want us to consider something. What will be our rallying cry? Mm. You know, I've watched movies that are filled with images of people thumping their chest and horns. Uh, what, what was the one called? I could never blow it, but I've, I've seen some, some people at cool worship services had a saxophone. A, no, not that. Oh, I think it was called Trumpet? a shofar. The, the one oh. that had, it looks like <laughs> she talking about the, the instruments. I'm talking about the, the spiritual. Oh, thing. I'm sorry. The little <laughs> yeah, horn thing. Now you got it. She's yes. making the, the shape of it with her hand. Cause I can't call the I name can't me either, but I can picture it now. <laughs> yes. The shofar. <laughs> I've seen people in worship services blow those and, you know, the whole audience, the whole congregation would just go crazy. And I'd be like, well, what's going on? Did I miss it? (laughs) But no, I want us to look at one more thing before we get to the scripture of Matthew chapter four, Psalm chapter 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. If you're like me, you've often seen this, but you've thought it was a message for you to what? Stop, Mm -hmm. to stop from your toiling and to stop from your little clever uh, activities and just be still, right? Yes. But I found out that this was actually a rallying cry for a time of battle. Mm. This was not the little picturesque scene on the beach where you wanna have your feet. This was in the midst of a battle, in the midst of God subduing the rebellious nations, he was talking to the rebellious nations. He was telling them to be still. He was telling them to be arrested rather, to stop your movement and your activities. Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46 is a reminder that God is our refuge. We find protection from the raging world in him. Yes. 
Some of us can't decide if we can trust God, but here he is telling us that the world around you is the raging area. You come into me and you find peace and safety. So friends, let's get our perspectives and our, our, our points of view correct. It is the rebellious nations that are being arrested in this hour. It is the children of light that are being called to wake up and to come to arms and to fight the good fight of faith. It is not now a time for us to be silent or to be still, but it is now a time for us to stand and see. Amen, amen. And you know, as everything that's going on today in this world, especially, you know, what we just witnessed um, via social media with the Capitol, you know what I mean? The overtake of the Capitol. We have a responsibility as Christians. No, we weren't there, you know what I mean, um, overtaking, you know what I mean, doing, doing harm. Right. But did we pray the way we should pray? Right. Did we pray for our president? Did we pray for the, 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 the governmental staff? Did we pray for, you know, all those that are in, in, the, in the political realm to make wise decisions, you know what I mean, that God will humble them, that, you know, that he will, um, as we just talked about tonight, you know what I mean, casting those thoughts down, you know what I mean, so that they can be humbled and they can make the decisions not on a prideful level, but on a level that humility, humility. And, and that, I mean, if we're being honest, I don't think we have, we've been so caught up in the complaining. Yes. We haven't been praying and using our tools. We've been complaining. We haven't been using our weapons. Yes. That's right. And when we neglect to use the weapons at our disposal, we make something that should be an experience of power now an experience of defeat or ineptitude or powerlessness. And then we get the wrong perspective of God because we weren't active. We weren't obedient. And now we've turned it on God. We've made it his fault. Oh, Lord, you've let this mm-hmm. happen. Yes. Why did you well, let there this you go. happen? There you go. And why? he's asking us, why, why did you, you let, let this happen? happen? You allowed, because of your prayerlessness, these things to come about. You've allowed through your slumber, mm. through mm. your distractions, mm. these things to happen. Stepping on some toes. Oh, yes. Because what is that saying? Much prayer, much much power. power. Little prayer, no power. Amen. Mm -mm -mm. So, Matthew chapter 4, I find that Jesus' example of fighting in the spirit, overcoming the enemy, and resisting temptation perfectly highlights the weapons in the believer's arsenal. Through his experience in the wilderness, we not only find what to do through his example, but we see even the enemy's pattern clearly put on display. And because he is not creative, because he does not have the power like our God to do new and wonderful things, we can bet that he will come at us with these same tired, old, wicked schemes. But Kay, the key word you just said is the same old schemes. Yes. It don't change. (laughs) He just dressed it up differently, but it don't change. Yes. So we are going to at least give ourselves some some food for thought some some a, a, an advanced start this time before we fall for those tired old schemes yes all right i'm going to be reading matthew 4 from the esv then jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And I'm glad you 
emphasize that if because the first thing that is under attack when we are in warfare is our identity. Mm. He makes us question whether we are who we think we are. He makes us question if we're believing like we say we are believing. He even makes us question if we're saved. He says, who are you at a time when you aren't sure? He holds up a mirror to your face at a time when it's disgusting to behold your own reflection. He forces us to look at ourselves when we are tempted to only see shame. But glory be to God. He does not leave us defenseless. Amen. He gives us weapons to fight. Thank you, Jesus. He says in verse four, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You know, Kay, I want to back up to verse yes. four, um, mm -hmm. that first word in there. Can you read that first word in verse four? Yes, but mm. he answered. And we all have to have a but. Mm -hmm. Because he questioned the identity. Right. God, Jesus said, but wait, yeah. hold up. Let me tell you now yeah. what's really going on, what it really is. We all have to have a but God. Come on. In it, our season. Yeah. It makes me think about that woman um, whose daughter had a, a, a demonic spirit. Remember when Jesus said to her something along the lines of, you know, this bread, meaning himself, is not for you. It's for the children. You're, you're just a dog. And she said, I might be a dog. <laughs> But these crumbs, they can fall down and satisfy yes. me and my daughter. Yes. So even in, in that instance, you know, I was so tempted to be like, but girl, he just called you a dog. But no, if you look at what she did there, she said, I'll try it on. You want to call me a name that maybe I'm not happy with, but I'm going to try it on. But even in that time that I'm trying it on, I'm not going to forget who I really am. Yes. I'm not going to forget that I have value. Yes. I'm not going to forget that I have a purpose and there's a plan for my life. Humility. When yeah. She said that she would eat the crumbs. It showed her humility. Humility and yet her determination. And her determination. Yes. Mm. Because she didn't forget. And I think we got to do the same thing. Now, it was the, the Savior posing that question yes. to her. Yes. So I, yes. I get it. When it's in-house, you might feel a little more comfortable to do that. But when it's coming from enemy lines, you can't even play with it a little bit. When it's coming from enemy lines, you got to be like Jesus and have that word quick at the retort and say, yeah, I might have committed that sin, but it's not who I am. Yes. My sin does not define me. My mistake doesn't label me and determine my tomorrow. Yes. It's something that I confess and he cleanses me and he separates it as far as the East is yes. from the West. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So when he was led up in the wilderness by the spirit, you know, I imagine the wilderness is isolated. Yes. There's not a lot of phone a friend opportunities. <laughs> Not a lot of uh, tag. It's your turn to fight. I'm tired. <laughs> You're by yourself. The wilderness was also described as being a deserted place, a desert, meaning dry. It was a place where there's no real good ground for things to grow, for it to look real lush or pretty. Mm. Dry places are really good Habitats for demonic activity. Yes. And you know what our desert is? Tell us. We all have our own desert. It's in that midnight hour. Mm. When we think thoughts, unholy thoughts. When we forget who we are and whose we are. When we forget that there is even one who can intercede on our behalf. It's in those midnight hours, in those dark hours, in the wee hours of the night, 
that we go to questioning why. Yes. Who, what, when, where. And we don't have an answer mm. that will make God proud. Come on. But we are not defenseless. Even in those dry places, they're not what? Dead, Dead places. places. They're dry, but dry guess bones. what? The water of the word. Yes. They, the, 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 the refreshing of the word. Mm. Mm. Streams of living water. Yes. That's what they're called. Yes. So even in this dry place, this place where he is now weakened because he's been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, the tempter comes to him and his first test is, of course, one that would play on that very weakness that God himself has ordained or allowed to be present in his life. I, I, I think about my own experience. I'm here wanting to, to do the right thing and fast with my church family. And then I get I feel a sickness in my body. And I'm like, well, Lord, come on now. You see, I'm trying to do the right thing. Yes. I'm just trying to eat what you tell me to eat. But in, in wisdom, I was not eating enough. So, yes. but it's a, it's a, it's a model for, for, how things happen in our ministries, in our lives, in our marriages, in our relationships. We have these great intentions, well-meaning intentions. And we think that while we're on a way to do something good, that surely evil won't come and upset us. Mm. Surely I'm protected because I'm doing a good thing. But even then, even then, sin is present. Lurking at the door. Crouching, waiting, waiting for the opportunity. Yes. The opportune time, too. Yeah. And that brings me uh, that question of, you know, Jesus is experiencing a test. And the enemy is seeing this as a temptation. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity to do good and the, or to be, I, I want to call it, because I don't want to get it twisted between doing a good thing and a God thing. We're not trying to be good, quote unquote. We're yes. trying to be godly. We're trying to follow the spirit and walk after the spirit. So we don't just do good moral things. We do God ordained things that Amen. he's told us to do. So the opportunity to obey and the opportunity to disobey, they probably look very much like the same thing. So we've got to look at, what is that scripture? I wrote it down here. Mark 14, 38. We have to watch and pray that we do not fall into, into temptation. temptation. And thank you. Because the spirit is willing, but the, flesh. but the flesh is weak. And that's what Jesus is showing us in this model of how to overcome temptation. He's saying, look, guys, the spirit led me out here. Mm -hmm. I didn't go just jogging along on my own accord. I'm in the will of God. And yet here comes the enemy presenting me this opportunity to go against the will of God. Yes. And it was only by his discerning spirit, only by his prayerfulness that he could tell the difference so prayer is our powerful weapon. In the early chapters, I want to say, if we remember um, the Israelites, when they were given the Ten Commandments, God gave them these commandments to test them. Not to stumble, to be a stumbling block to them, not to make their journey more difficult, but to help them. To see what was really in their character, he gave them challenges. Isn't that what hot water does? Mm. It brings out our character. Mm. And that's what these tests are designed to do, to show us ourselves. So do not think it's strange when you fall into diverse temptations. But know that what's on the inside will come out. And we might shout a hallelujah for it, or we might say, woe is me. But in, in either case, still, 
God be God. Amen. And you know, it's funny that um, he was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Mm -hmm. But this was all part of his ministry. Mm -hmm. And this was not for him because he didn't need to be tempted because he was Jesus. It was for us so that we can see how he endured the temptation. Because remember, we have a great high priest who knows our weakness, but yet he was without sin. So this temptation was for us to be able to go to Matthew 4 and read how Jesus, the one who we're emulating, the one we're supposed to be like, how he endured. So it was to, it was to, it was for, it was to help us grow. Yes. Through the great cloud of witnesses that we have, we have a community of believers in our local body, in our, you know, uh, the way we fellowship with other churches in the Southern Baptist Convention. We have this great cl cloud of witnesses. We are not alone. Yes. That it goes back to that isolation tip, you know, when you're in the wilderness, there's not many lifelines, but that's a trick of the enemy. When, when you think, oh, nobody's going through this but me. No, yes. there are many that have walked this walk, that have walked this journey, that have walked this path, uh, that can be an example and that have testimonies to overcome. Okay. Amen. Let's keep going. Let's keep yes. going. So we, he responded that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle, which is a very high point of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to test. And I like how Jesus is already like, again, you know, he says that like, come on, we've been through this. Like yes. after the first test, Jesus is already like, I got this. I'm, 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 no I problem. I game, Satan. <laughs> I already know how to deal with you. He says, you shall not put the Lord your God to test. And that word test, it, it stands out to me again because it's used um, in quite a few places where uh, God has wanted to see, like I said, with the children of Israel, what was in them, what was the condition of their heart. Mm. But we don't have to test a perfect God to see what the condition of his heart is. We don't have to question a perfect, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-able we just don't. Yes. And so to put him to the test would be a waste of time, futile, pointless, and 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 frankly, a, a, what do they call it? Just a fruitless, aimless mission. So we don't do it. <laughs> and that first temptation is likened to the lust of the flesh for us. Yes. That, I really like that. They compare the um, test of, Eve, I think it was, with the test um, that Jesus is experiencing in this chapter, because like I said, there's nothing new Satan can do. Nothing the same trick the he did in Genesis 1, yeah. he's pulling now in, in Matthew 4. Yes. And he'll do it now in 2021. Yes. So at some point, we got to stop going around the same mountain and use this weapon the weapon, which is, I, I think, a good place for this, since we were talking about not putting God to the test, to insert our spiritual authority. Mm. As believers, we've got to be knowledgeable about our spiritual authority, which we have yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. He has shared his victory with us. Every time he went toe to toe with the enemy, he didn't just put a notch on his own belt. Mm -hmm. He put a notch on ours too. Yes. He said, we have 
we have overcome. Yes. By the blood of the lamb and by the words of our testimony. Not only that, what is that? Um, there's so many area, um, places in scripture. I think I jotted this one down. There's one in First John that says, yes. for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Come on. Our faith. I love it. And then Luke tells us, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and Come scorpions on. and over all the power of the enemy. I love and that. nothing, nothing, I'm going to say it again, nothing, nothing shall hurt you. So he's given us. The authority. He's yes. given us the power, the same power that he had, the same resurrecting power that Jesus had to be to rise. It's the same power that he has given us as his children, mm. as, as believers. And we just don't use it. Come on. But guess what? Today, we know better. We're going to do better. Amen. Because the name of the Lord, it is a strong tower. Because yes. greater is he that is in us in us that is in this world mm -mm. thank you lord let's keep going so that's our authority in christ again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory so this isn't a mountain just like mount everest this has to be something probably in the spirit realm because it says it showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Mm. I've even heard it preached that from this vantage point, from this point of view, that this is where the principle of the seven mountains comes from, where the things that shape a society, there's seven different or things that shape a culture, like um, the media, the government, education systems, economies, family, religion, arts and entertainment, each one of those sectors of a culture, it shapes like how that, that society or that, you know, what they believe, how they sway. And that in each one of those, of course it should be our prayer that believers are in charge of, of those different areas of a society. But clearly these are areas where we see the enemy running rampant. Uh, from the images that we see in our media, from the images that we've seen in our politics right now. Yes. Uh, the, the things that they're promoting in our, in our schools, in our education system, uh, we definitely see that they are against the word of God and not um, bearing witness to the spirit. So if that were the case, that um, he's, he's seeing... All of, all of the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, all these I will give to you. So he's telling Jesus, you can have dominion mm -hmm. over all of this, over the world, the kingdoms. If you take this opportunity right now to fall down and worship me, mm. I'll give it to you. Mm. So that would mean no cross. Mm. That would mean no crucifixion, no, no, no passion. It would mean no you, no me. Yes. Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. So Jesus had enough. And finally he commanded the devil to be gone get away from me get up out of here you have no place here and guess what the devil had to do he had to obey he had to, he had to flee because the word came out of his mouth and because the word of the lord the word of the spirit is that powerful yes. that even the imps and the demons have to respond yes did you read the scripture? I think you read that every knee must bow. Mm -hmm. And on that day when he comes riding like a cloud down to, 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 to collect us, that every tongue will confess that he is yes. Jesus, that he is Lord. Yes. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you know, that second temptation is an appeal to the pride of life for us. Yes. All of the things that our ego and our our, our, our selfish desires want to build our, our own selves that make to our own name great. Those temptations. And it says here, I like what Jesus says, for it is written. But guess who else knew the word? The devil. Exactly. And he'll take the word, God's word, the holy word, and twist it. Take it out of context like we do. Yes. That, and he'll quote it. I was going to say, he didn't even quote so it. Right. Exactly. He, he'll leave out parts. <laughs> yes. So that it can fit his purpose. Mm -hmm. But he won't quote it in the proper mm -hmm. context. Just like he did Eve. You won't surely die. Mm-hmm. Like, you leave out the point that, you know, spiritual death is. <laughs> so he told Jesus, go ahead, Jesus. If you do, the Bible promises angels will rescue you and it will be spectacular. It's, Psalms 91, 11 and 12 tells us, you know what I mean? Um, I don't want to misquote it. Psalms 91 11 tells us for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways mm -hmm. in all your ways in all your ways come on mm -mm -mm. so the word yes the word that God has given us the sword of the spirit yes the word is our lamp and our light come on the word is living and active the word will sanctify us Yes. The word will stand forever. The word will, st we store it in our hearts so yes. that we don't sin against God. The word will not return back void because it accomplished all that God sets it out to do. The word saves. The word delivers. Yes, Lord. The word heals. The word convicts. It's God's word that was here since the beginning. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So it's the word that we need to be able to stand on. That's what he meant when he said, it is written. Yes, every time. So fasting can strengthen us spiritually when we choose to stand on God's word in our own human frailty. Mm. And that's our weapon right there, the word. We have talked about the prayer, the word of prayer. We have talked about the word itself. We've talked about our authority. And then there was fasting yes. that we were speaking about in our introduction. Yes. And I think it can not be said enough that fasting is that ability to humble ourselves yes. so that we can be spiritually awakened, not dulled from our flesh and our own personal desires, but awaken to the things of God so that he can empower us and orchestrate our lives just like he did for Anna in Luke yes. chapter two. I think back to this verse two, when I think of fasting and its power as a weapon, second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 13, it says, when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, that's fast, y'all, Yes. and pray, that's that other weapon, and seek my face, and turn from your wicked ways, that's repenting, yes. then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Mm -mm. Fasting is our personal revival. Mm. We don't have to wait for them to pitch a tent, the seven by seven yes. to come back to town. Once a year. You know, you don't have to wait. You yes. can initiate a pursuit of God that is like nothing your life has ever seen before. Yes. You control it, not your mom, not your pastor. You can set a time of fasting for wherever, whenever you would like. 
I read a devotional in the Bible app that perfectly said it, that the world will humiliate you or you can humble yourself before God. Mm. And I choose to humble myself before God. Humility. You know, fasting, scripture tells us that fasting will help us grow a more intimate relationship with Christ. And it will open our eyes Mm. to what he wants to teach us. That's good. You know, in the beginning when you said that, you know, it's not for what we can get. But it's really for what we can give. We got to give ourselves to him. We have to empty ourselves to him during this time because we gain spiritual strength. We gain God's direction. We gain humility. We gain freedom. We gain intimacy with God. That's what fasting does. And that humility made me think of a scripture that I had written here. Ezra, when he called a fast, yeah. I proclaim a fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all of our possessions. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this. And he answered our prayer. Yes. Ezra 8. See, and in times of crisis, we are more sensitive. We are drawn closer because of that, that need for a breakthrough. And so I, I think even, you know, we don't fast for a particular outcome, but when there are hard times, when there are difficult things, that is the thing to do. If you yes. need to turn over your plate to get a word, then so be it. You know, it's it's clear Seek. communication. Yes, it's, it's a clarity, of yes. uh, spiritual connection yes. that helps you to discern what yes. God would have for you to do. Yes. So, Kay, I just want to clarify something. When we were talking about the temptation of the second temptation being the pride of life that's when the devil had took jesus up on the holy city and showed him the the pinnacle um, of the temple and said to him if you are the son of god throw yourself down for you it is written you know he should have charge you know, me over you so that's our pride of life and then the third one that you were talking about um when the devil uh took him up to the high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms and said fall down and worship me that is the lust of the eyes so the pride of life the lust of the eyes and the and and our um, um, and the lust of the flesh. It's the three things that Satan consistently uses to tempt us, mm-hmm. and we fall for it every time. That's what he, that's what happened in the garden. Yeah, and that's what continues to happen today, in twenty twenty one. My Lord. So, my. Kay, just review our weapons one more time. Tell, yes. Tell them. When we are tired of moving from deliverance to deliverance, meaning you've gotten over one bad habit and you have just discovered there's another one you need to let go. Friends, I'm there with you. I know that that can feel like wave washing over you at a beach during a, a hurricane. I know what it is to desire to just stay on top of the water. But friends, you don't have to fear being washed over or being washed away because God has desired for us to have dominion in a way that it doesn't mean we have uh, thought of ourselves uh, more highly than we ought. But no, when we see ourselves properly as a reflection of Jesus, that we are being molded into his image, into his likeness, and that we can do the things that he did today, that he did when he walked this earth in his ministry, then we will have a proper perspective on the privileges that we have, the, the weapons that we have at our disposal, which are prayer, first and foremost, to speak the word, which is by the sword of the spirit, the power, the, the, the spoken word is the power of the Holy Spirit being released out of our mouths into the atmosphere by the spirit of God. When we fast, we are able to not only move from this soulish realm to the spirit realm, but we are able to take away all of the distractions, all of the temptations, all of the things that we're fighting with. We're able to shut out, shut our mind, turn our minds away from those things and focus on God. Focus 
on his plan and what he's doing in the earth realm so that we can be in alignment and properly prepared to join him at work and not forgetting our spiritual authority. The fact that we have been stamped as children of the Most High, that we can use the name of Jesus whenever we feel fearful, whenever we feel threatened, whenever we feel the enemy encrouching too close to us or our loved ones. We can plead the blood of Jesus. We can call on his name and the enemy has no choice but to flee. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you have not left us defenseless in this world. Yes, Lord. But that you have empowered us. You have given us your very name to use. And we hold it up as our banner. We know in the end that we win. We know yes, who is coming back is on that day. Yes. We know who will be standing victorious and who will be under your feet. Father God, we thank you that in this time of fasting, you are removing layer and layer and layer of, of this, this, this hardness of our heart. You're removing layers of humiliation and, and shame and defeat and all that junk that, that have been blocking us from, from really dealing with the true symptom, I'm sorry, the true root of what it is that we need, which is most likely, Lord God, our pride. We thank you that we're able to humble ourselves and pray and seek after you, to seek you, Lord God, so persistently that nothing else matters. Because it's when we seek you this way that we will find you. Yes. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. That you meant nothing to stay hidden but that it was your plan from the beginning to reveal everything in due season and in due time. And we know that your plan involves us, Lord God, coming to a knowledge of who we really are so that we can be the ambassadors of the kingdom of light that you called us to be, that we can usher in those souls that are lost and, and thinking they're forgotten. Father God, it's by these weapons that we shall make sure that every ear can hear the gospel. Yes. It's by engaging in these fights, Lord God, that we can make sure you can come back because you said you won't do it until everyone has had the opportunity to hear that you died for us, to hear that you loved us so much that you shed your blood for us, that you bore our sins on the cross, but that on the third day, you would rise up and that you would make it so that we could even have the same resurrection power that you demonstrated at work in our lives by trusting in you, by believing in our hearts and confessing with our mouth that you're our savior, we could live and see you in eternity and praise you and worship you with a host of angels. Father mm -hmm. God, you made that, that plan. You made it so, so that everyone could know that and that we would all be with you. What a loving plan. What a miraculous, what a glorious plan that is. And Father God, we thank you that it's not just a story we can tell people to make them happy and, and, and forget about their problems, but it's the truth. So we thank you that thank you, Lord. we will destroy everything that attempts to, Lord God, conflict with that truth. We will tear down every stronghold and, and every uh, lie that tries to peck at that truth and its validity in our lives. We will ensure that we bring all of those imaginations to the subjectivity of Christ, Father God. And Father God, along the way, we will give you the glory for every battle that we come against, Lord God, and we overcome. For we'll know that it's not we ourselves, but it is only by your blood and by your name and by your weapons that you've given us that we are able to experience this victory. So Father God, give your people this victory 
right now in their lives to just let them know that these weapons are theirs, God. Thank you, Father God, for giving them that revelation that they don't have to war in the flesh any longer, but that they can rest, that they can see your hand and know that you are at work, that you are fixing it, that you are working it out even now. So, Father God, as we close this prayer, I just thank you for this time, for this hour, and for this season. I thank you that this fast shall go on and that we shall remember the victories that you've shown us and that they will become stories that we pass on down to our children. That from this, they shall know that you are who you say you are. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Hey, ladies, if you enjoyed today's convo with Kay and Stephanie, we encourage you to connect with the other awesome women of New Philadelphia Ministries. The third Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m., the women's ministry connects virtually for fellowship and Bible study. And for my ladies between 18 and 30, we have a bonus group just for you. If you're looking for a group of women to do life with, to freely discuss the challenges and rewards that come with keeping the faith and navigating your Christian walk, please join us the second Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. We thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. For more information about New Philadelphia Ministries, please connect with us on your favorite podcast platform, Facebook, YouTube, and visit us at newpministries.org.